Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. All right, all right. Welcome back. Great to be here. Zach, hello. How you doing? Hi. You got a cold. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see how this goes. Uh, you know, apologize in advance if you blow hear, out the speakers. Here's some coughs. Here's some coughs. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the end of November, everybody. It's pretty exciting. We have uh, Christmas coming up pretty fast on the horizon. I'm excited about that. Mm. We have our celebration dinner this Saturday night. I'm excited about that. So if you're listening to this a couple of weeks later, sorry you missed it. Um, it's too sorry. bad for you. Yeah. We're gonna. I'm <laughs> looking forward to this. This is gonna be like an actual like get together with people and a large dinner. What? In a banquet room. Is that even legal? With a buffet. Is that even allowed? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm calling public health on you. Yeah, we're all got to be vaccinated. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, anyways, so there you have it. Great. Hope you're there. Come on out if you're not already signed up. We are going to look at today a conversation on identity. We've talked about it, touched on it bumped against it in the last couple of weeks. Mm. And so, um, so just like just full disclosure here, I think this is over talked about. It seems to be the topic of the day for the last 12 months. At least. Yeah. Like in a lot of places, right? Yeah. Like, except maybe at church. Anyways. Yeah, we can get so, into that if you want. <laughs> I don't know where that thought came from. Sorry about that. I just kind of. That quote I gave you. That's, uh, where that's it what came it from. is. Yeah. Um, that was a good quote. We'll get to it. Anyway. We'll get to it. But yeah, it seems to be the topic of the day. And so if you're wanting something more on identity, like there is stuff out there. I know um, uh, what, who, Danielle Strickland's done some stuff on this on her podcast and on her sermon series and stuff she's doing with World Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know Jen and Ainsley did a series on this with their podcast. I know there's other like big name people, John Mark Comer, and they're talking about identity and there's other peeps out there talking about this stuff. So there's sure. lots out there. Yeah. So we're not coming to you to give you like, I mean, me and the listeners know all the names you just listed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, well, that was the whole point. <laughs> Nothing like some name drops. Yeah. I'm tight with all those peeps. Right, right, right. Okay. These, this is, these are my The homes. fact that you said peeps and homes really solidifies <laughs> that in my mind. It also lets me know how cool you are. It, so. I am so cool. I am so okay. hip to your jive talk. Okay. It's amazing. Stop it. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, so this isn't going to be the definitive explanation or exploration of what our identity is. Right. But I think it's important that we have this conversation a bit and just push into it a bit and say like, okay, I'm kind of sick of this Mm. talk. Is that okay to say? Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of sick of the topic, but I see why it's so important around me. Yeah. Nothing changes. It's just getting worse. So. seems to be just getting like, like total navel gazing. Like the deeper we get, you know what I mean? Like we're just looking inward and the further we look inward, the more. Yeah. We're just staring at our belly buttons. Like we're just trying to define something that has no definition. 
I don't have a belly button anymore, so I guess that doesn't count. But that was TMI. Okay. All right. So where do you want to start? Well, with the Bible, or you want to end the Bible? Hmm. <laughs> well, what's sometimes, the whole point of identity? Sometimes we start the Bible, and sometimes we end there. Okay. So my thought was this, <laughs> like, and I think I said this briefly a week ago or two weeks ago, where I was like, when when I was growing up, the question wasn't who am I. It's like, why am I here, right? Okay. What's my purpose? Yeah. That was the big question we were all trying to figure out. Sure. Why did you even make me? Like, I just want to go to heaven. Why am I even here? So it was why. It's not who am I, but why am I here? Right. And now it seems, and I don't know if it's come from your generation or it's Gen Z is pushing this, this agenda of like, I need to be me. Yeah. And so I need you to find who I am. But that seems to be the big question everyone's asking. Like, who am I? Or who are you? Right. Right. For us, it was, why am I here? What do you do? So when you meet somebody, you're like, hey, I'm Terry. Oh, you're Zach. Oh, what do you do? Right. That was the question we always asked each other. Oh, yeah. what do you do? I'm a student. I'm an engineer. I make potato cakes. I don't know. Well, that... So we pause there, I guess. Okay. Uh, one thing, I guess, <laughs> you're, you're saying that there's a difference between the boomer generation and how they de- identified themselves because they used to be about why am I here and what do I do versus now we're kind of saying, I think it starts with millennials because they're very much about, <clears throat> like stereotypically, the millennial is about um, wanting a purpose for their life and really like being purpose driven and want to be part of something bigger and um, change like lots of changing the world and those kinds of things. So that is where like the identity stuff starts, but it's really coming to fruition within Gen Z. But with yeah, the because with X's, the boomers, Xers, boomers yeah. just did boomers and Xers though. The thing with them is like like you're saying, it's like oh, like, what do I do? Right? What's my right. work? What's my job? And that's right. my identity. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, and I'm right. turning forty nine. Yeah, like I'm an Xer. I like my my parents knew. Like, yeah, this is my job and I do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, <clears throat> it's not as different as you think it is. Like you're saying you guys are struggling with the, why am I here? Um, but because millennial slash Gen Z don't want to just do anything, they're not willing to just put their heads down and do hard work to get through the day. Then that discussion of why am I here has to bleed into like, who am I? Because they want their work to be more than just a job. That makes sense. And with their life team more than just a job, like as a whole for most people. Right. So that came from my generation where we just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be pegged into one thing. Right. I didn't want to be defined by what I did. Right. Right. And then that, and then the millennials would be like, well, if I'm going to be defined by what I did, it's going to be big. It's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be different. Yeah. Right. And then, and, and I am my purpose. Mm-hmm. And now it's really shifted from like, not just I am my purpose. So I am my, I am my art board. I have yeah. my tattoos and piercings. I am my art. I am my expression. It's become like totally who I am, who you think I am. Like I, I, I watch the Gen Z and I'm like, you think you, you've identified yourself, but if the crowd turns left, you all turn left. Well, yeah, because then you have to add in with Gen Z. So and this, this is, by the way, not all just our own thoughts or my, for me, my, my own thoughts. Like it's coming from some experts in the fields as well. But um, Which fields? Of, Never mind. 
Well, Kara Powell's one of the ones I'm going to be talking. Okay. Yeah. Based no, off of these here. Are good so peeps. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I said peeps again. Sorry. Like she was saying, like, <clears throat> shoot, where are we going with that? What, <laughs> what did you say last? Uh, well, they turn left and everybody turns yes. left. Yes, so she was saying that like with Gen <laughs> Z, you have to bring in the whole discussion of social media, right? Because they've grown up with it. It didn't come in, like millennials didn't necessarily grow up with it. Like, the later ones did. Um, but with Gen Z, they all did. And so you have to bring in this idea of like how social media affects them, right? And so she was saying that like with <clears throat> Gen Z, they change who their identity they change their identity all the time i think you're saying that like, they think they know who they are but they don't and that's like that's just like that's part of their identity or part of their like generation is that um they want to be able to change it constantly that's like their whole thing on instagram on social media is that one day they can curate one identity and then the next day they can totally do a different one they can just try on one one day they can try on one the next day one year they can be friends with these people the next they can be these people and that can be totally like shown and ident like shown to people through instagram through what they post online like hey look this is how i dress now and this is who i'm with hey look this is how i dress now and this is who i'm with oh this is the thing i do for in my spare time the sport oh this is the hobby i have in my spare time now like they can complete and that's from one day one week one year to the next they can change those things like on a whim and then just tell everyone instantly right and so that's very much like part of their identity is like this like change changeability i guess but so much of that is, i don't think is good <laughs> yeah so much of that is based on a feeling yes and and we know we know our feelings can lie to us mm. we know they're not uh sincere or honest all the time right right like our our, our feelings are important they yeah. they're warning signs like i'm feeling angry or i'm feeling sad or i'm feeling excited or i'm feeling afraid mm. those are good warning signs but they shouldn't be the things that define me today or how i'm documenting myself or any of right. that like if, if you follow those feelings like i've been angry because somebody cut me off and i i'm not living their story right they could be rushing to the hospital to save a life yeah and, and i'm just angry because i'm trying to just drive down the highway and some guy just cut me off and and now i i can't justify my anger except that it's defined by who i am and that feeling is not right so then we know those feelings can lie to us, right? I, I just really worry then where, like, are you just chasing more identification markers? Like, yeah. we just make it up based on what we're feeling. Like, it's like, you list, uh, gender is a great example of that. You start off with two and now it's five and then there's 10 and now there's 50 plus. Yep. And it's like, well, those aren't genders. They're emotions. Yeah. Or their preferences or their, but, but no, like they've, they've classified this. This is an official identity yeah. that they've marked out for themselves. Yeah. And I wonder if like such an echo chamber, they just keep listening to it back and forth. It just, they speak out and it bounces back and they're like, oh, that's a new thing. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it's just your voice bouncing back at you at a different mm -hmm. octave. Yep. Um. So I don't know that any of that is identity, and yet it's how they're choosing to identify themselves. Yeah. I just have a hard time. <laughs> to me, um, God is the one that gives us our identity. God is yeah. the one where we find our place. And, and maybe that's a really traditional way of looking at it, but you're either in him or you're not. Right. 
Well, that's the biblical view. That, that <laughs> would be the biblical, I guess, approach to it. I really like how that one dude put it. He said, Sid, he said that our identity comes from Christ, and we're, a lot of young people are trying to find it within themselves instead of getting it from Christ. Right, so it's no longer an external identity. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's just the whole thing, is that we're being told, like, over and over and over, especially young people right now, that you're like who you are is is inside you. It's all about what's inside your own head and heart. That's who you are. Whatever going on in there, no matter how messed up it may be, no matter how many external factors mess that up, it's whatever's going on inside your own head and heart. That's what matters, and that's who you are. Like, hang on, we know that like we have like external influences that change those things, that change how we think, that change how we feel probably for the better sometimes, but mostly for a lot of times for the negative. And so why would we rely fully on like what we're feeling to identify who we are? Right. And so that's where I guess like, it's interesting. It seems counter, like, I don't know, counterintuitive almost that like we get our identity from an external source, but like we do. And that, and when you start to think about it more, it actually does make sense. Like we're too, for lack of a better word, dumb or messed up to figure out who we are on our own. So we That's need someone so else to do it for us. Yeah, yeah. And the only way that we can do that properly is to, if it's someone that's like perfect. And the only one that I know that is perfect is God. And like, right? And like, if you choose to do an external source that's not God, you're going to have issues at some point eventually because it's not going to be perfect. Well, if you think about like the last 12 months, right? Or 18 months yeah. of pandemic time, yeah. of COVID tide, and the amount of anxiety coming down on us. And then if that's where I'm, it's that's what's internal. Yeah. And I'm creating myself out of that. Yeah. Then I'm creating a stressed being or right. I'm in denial of the anxiety. And so I'm creating this fake person or this response to the anxiety is, is a, is a different identity. Yeah. Right. And, well, that, and then okay. you get empty There's and then what do you do? How do you create when you're empty? Yeah. Or if you're a seasonally affective disorder kicks in because it's snowing and dark. Yeah. So here's a great example of that. And I asked her if I could say this, but Carrie's prof, she was telling me that um, one of her profs that her, like when he introduces himself to the class, I'm going to get this wrong, but this is like, I'm doing my best here. It's probably not the right words, but this is pretty much exactly what he said was that he is a bisexual, queer, chronically mentally ill, uh, something, something, something. I can't remember the rest of it. But I was like, I, that was right there. We're like blowing my mind that that was like, this man is identifying himself to his class. I was like, this is like who I am as a person. The, the, the one in the middle there the, that he's chronically mentally mentally, or Ill. anxious or whatever the words were, but it was like some sort of like mental health issue. It was like, why would you identify? Like, why would you like say like, this is me? This is who I am. Right. And that's what you're saying. Like, you can't. What suddenly like we have a we did we're dealing with anxiety or something traumatic happens in our life and we have PTSD or something something happens and now our whole identity is based on like a negative thing that's happened in our life or that we're dealing with internally like it's like by introducing myself like, like I have a dad bod and I take Advil and Prozac yeah, like, and it's so weird I, I like I drink milk well and then and to the same thing like if you. Like we love to have in society now, we love to identify um, ourselves based on sexuality, unless you're straight, right? Nobody identifies themselves straight or like as like quote unquote normal thing. But if you're not that, then that's like, oh yeah, like definitely tell me like who you like to sleep with. Cause that makes sense. 
But then I was thinking about that on the way up here today, and I was like, well, as Christians, we don't think that you should be having sex before marriage anyways. So we have all kinds of people running around identifying themselves when they're three, four, five, ten years away from ever even being able to do the thing that they're identifying themselves by. <laughs> like, you identify yourself by who you want to sleep with, and it may be ten years, it may be never that you actually, what about the people who never get married? If you're a Christian and you never get married, but you identify yourself by who you're going to sleep with, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's just silly, right? right? And so, like, why, why, why do we do this? It's, I don't know. And this is the whole question of identity. Why there's so much of it that doesn't come. It's all self-centered. Like it, yeah. that's self-centered, right? If we're creating from ourselves, then it's self-centered yeah. creation. And, and then that, we the, talk about people that are self-centered as people that are selfish. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't want to be that. But that's what our whole society is telling us. We have to be. You yeah. need to be more selfish. You need to be more self-centered. Yeah. Find yourself. So now I identify as I'm Terry. I drive a Subaru. Right. I guess that I'm a Subaru driving Christian. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah, I guess. Well, see, the, and there's this issue too. Like, furthermore, that when, when we start to identify ourselves by everything that's internal, then anytime we have a, anything negative internally, we can't be told that it's negative and we can't be told that it's wrong because now, there's a negative, something's negative about my identity, right? So if, here's an easy one, is I think most people can agree that like um, anxiety isn't like a positive thing. So we all think that that's negative. If we identify ourselves as someone who's chronically anxious, then like we our identity is our anxiety. And then if someone comes along and tries to tell you that you need to get rid of your anxiety, and wants to help you do that, and is like going to guide you through that, or like is kind of you know, helping you with that, but you're never going to want to because that's who you are for your whole life. That's who you are. I am this anxious person. Well, you can't tell me I'm not that, right? And so, and this makes more sense when you start bleeding into like the other things like the sexuality stuff and whatever. And like when someone tries to tell you something that you're identifying as is negative, well, you're, they're attacking your core person. They're not just attacking something that's like part of your life. They're not just like trying to call out a piece or help you out or whatever, like they're attacking your identity, right? And so when you attach these things that aren't supposed to be part of your identity to your identity, to who you are as a person, as a core, um, then suddenly you just close yourself off to all like, I don't know, accountability or um, Well, yeah, and help. that would get into the whole idea about sin and confession, which right. like we haven't talked about sin and confession at church in a long time. No. Like whether that's because we're online and we're all struggling with stuff or (laughs) right. I'm sure they have. And maybe that's where we're missing out in our, in our tradition, in our evangelical Protestant tradition. Maybe we're missing out on that accountability that comes with confessing and bringing into the light and allowing then God to work on these things. The thought that comes to mind when I'm listening to you is that we're supposed to die to self. Like Christ calls his followers Mm. To die to self, yeah. right? Take up your cross daily and follow me. Yeah. And I will give you rest and I will come alongside and I'll help you carry your burden and I will share your yoke. And there's so much that's unique about Christ in that mm-hmm. he's calling us to die to self, to leave our parents, to leave our loved ones and come into a new family. And then he, he lives that out by dying himself on the cross for us mm-hmm. and coming back to life and saying, look, I've defeated death. I've defeated your sin. I've defeated your 
negative traits that you want to identify with. Mm. I've defeated all the good traits that become like that you, right? There's good things too. Like uh, a glass of wine is something I enjoy, but he's like, yeah, but you overindulge in your good. Mm. And now it becomes a stumbling block because you, you you can't stop at one glass. You stop at two bottles, right? Like, like, well, that's, I don't do that, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. And then confession time. And then, um, God is like, no, like, this is what we need. I need you to do is to, to die to yourself and, and enjoy the good and and acknowledge the negative, mm. but allow me to come into all of it and yeah. hide yourself in me because my death and resurrection defeat the power that's over you. Yeah. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer lives, but Christ lives in me. Right. And that's what you're saying. Like we're supposed to die to ourselves and that like sinful part of us has been crucified on the cross with Christ. That already happened. It's been taken care of. But if we choose to live in that and not allow to not accept that, that's just going to continue to like hinder our identity in him. Right. And we're never going to be able to fully rely on him for that. So what's really cool about that is you take something external and it becomes very internal. Yeah. Right. He wants to enter into our lives. He wants to become the center of us Mm -hmm. that we then can live out of and identify ourselves from. And then the rest of it doesn't matter. Your, your tattoos, your Nikes, your Vans, it doesn't matter what shoes you have. It doesn't matter what car you drive. It doesn't matter who you're choosing to sleep with down the road. Yeah. Christ is in the center and, and you should be reflecting him. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is a moment of reflection here where I go internal and the, the mic goes dead because I'm like, wow, that is... I got to hear myself in this, right? Yeah, and it's not like this is like a one-time thing here. Sanctification is a lifelong process, right? But um, <clears throat> I, know, I guess that's part of this too, this whole identity thing, is it's not just like, oh, these young people, they put their identity in the wrong spot and we've got it figured out. Uh, New, no, uh, there's plenty of days in my own life where I put my identity in the wrong things, whether that's my relationships or like, being a dad now or uh, coaching, which would be a big one for me, you know, my hobbies and the things I like to do or my job here at camp, pretty easy, especially when you have things you like that you do in your life and that you're good at or that um, yeah, that you're passionate about. It's easy to like place your identity in those, right? Um, which, I mean, for me is very fitting towards my generation as millennials that we're finding work that we that we are passionate about and we think makes a difference and now that's where we put our identity so i have to like constantly check that right and like especially when you're in ministry <laughs> and it feels like oh well i'm putting my identity in christ because that's my work is related to that but it's it can very easily be not right so that's something but again like this is a it's not like a one-time thing this isn't just like young people figure this out before you it's too late like we're all doing this all the time um oh yeah and if we can encourage anyone like to really push into this conversation don't just take it for what it is on the face value of whatever everyone's telling you to do you need to push into this and right daily take up your cross Mm. like for me i it's daily and it's those days when i don't when i'm numb or i'm exhausted or 
I'm just on, I'm on holidays. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have to take out my cross on my holidays. Like, no, it's gotta be a daily position, a daily choice, right? I don't know. What would be, if you had to pick one verse, what would it be? That defines me or no, that, that I have as an I, you. My like identity the, well, if you had verse? To pick, if, you, if you had to pick a, put a verse tattooed on your arm to draw you back to your identity in Christ, what would you pick? Oh, if I'm tattooing a verse on my arm, it's probably 1 Peter 5, 7. Which is? Cast, cast all your cares on him because yeah. he cares for you. So I naturally wrestle with anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And so that can lead to, um, and you know, that leads into, you know, uh, worry or inactivity or wanting to sleep away the day or addictive responses, right? Like I want to self-medicate. Um, there's so much in that, that I have had to learn that Christ is the one who cares for me. He's the one who can actually change the world. And by worrying, I'm not changing a thing, right? Mm. For every moment I spend worrying is a moment I lost. And I only get 24 hours a day Yeah, and I'm human. And I'm only going to get 70 years. So if I waste an hour a day worrying, I've, I've lost life, like years on my life. Mm. So I have to cast everything on him. And that was something I mm. learned in my teen years that yeah. I keep always coming back to. What would you tattoo on your arm? Uh, well, I'm not sure. If it was identity, an identity for an identity verse. Okay. Probably either John 15 and 16, you didn't choose me, I chose you and appointed you to make go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Um, but I also really like <clears throat> Philippians slash 2 Timothy, where it just says, our but our citizenship is in heaven. Eagerly await a savior from there. Mm. I don't know. One of those two. I like those for identity. I love if I had to pick a tattoo, it probably wouldn't be those. But those, <laughs> if I was doing an identity one, it would be one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, there's something about that citizenship in heaven. Yeah, that one. But that spurs a whole new conversation about how heaven, we have a, a really false view of heaven, I think. Yeah. Well, we can go there another day then, because yeah. that's not for today. But yeah. <clears throat> um, other thoughts? What do you got? Well, there was a, a quote you told me, um, and maybe we touched on it, but the idea that um, someone said, I wished my church would stop giving me answers to questions I'm not asking. Mm. And maybe, um, and that one is really impactful. Yeah. And I wonder some of the, the questions that you and I have been wrestling with we're trying to push into topics that we think are relevant. Yeah. Right. I hope we're not doing that. Yeah. I really hope we're not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think we've been trying to push into like, well, why am I going to church? Right. If they keep giving me the answers to the wrong questions. A good, good quote. Why good, are they not good, asking the good right cue, questions? Good cue. Right. And it's just like, oh, and then, so like, that's kind of why we pushed in that whole church topic because we do need to belong somewhere. And it right. is really important that we identify with a body of believers and that, they actually become our family. Right. And then if we are in that, if that is our family, then we have to practice hospitality and we have to practice, um, you know, the, the things yeah. we've been looking at. Mm -hmm. We can't just deny the fact that we need to meet together and we need to suffer together. We need to, to understand, um, 
that there are insidious things infiltrating our lives and we need people around us to help us with that. Yeah, for sure. But then what are the questions that we wish the church was answering? Yeah. And if it's identity, then why are they not like, stop condemning and help me understand uh, who I am. Yeah. Help me find myself in Christ rather than in myself. I really like that quote. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good quote. Because <laughs> it, yeah. I've been feeling that way for sure. Anyway, <clears throat> that's made me go back to the church thing. Go back to that next year. <laughs> or the new okay, we'll year. We'll see, see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else? No, that's most of my notes. Uh, I think it's, um, it's really interesting how you define those negative traits that we, we try and hang our hats on. Yeah. And we've seen that for a few years here at camp. Where people, you know, I am X. It's like, no, you're not. You're, you're in Jesus. And how do we help you um, release that to him? Yeah. And let him carry that. Come into your yoke and carry that with you. Right. How do we, how do we die to a self daily and then realize that he's the one that qualifies me to do what I'm doing? Yeah. And those are really interesting questions, right? Like. For me, not to get caught up in my leadership as a, as a source of pride, but as that, like, I've sacrificed this on the altar and he's given it back. And he yeah. said, here, you need to put this on today and go be a leader. And I've qualified you to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and, th and then on the, si on the side of that, like, we need to really allow each other to make mistakes. Maybe this is, is that sin and confession conversation, but you have permission to make mistakes. And I'm not hearing that in our cultural conversation at all. Right. Um, people can, are so quick to condemn themselves when they make a mistake. And then that becomes part of their identity. I'm a failure or yeah. I'm a, I'm an, a screw up or I'm a, uh, for me, I was labeled a rebel. I was always yeah. been a rebel and it's always been a bad thing. And yeah. And it's like, well, Maybe I just made a mistake or maybe I, yeah, maybe I do push the boundaries, but there maybe is a reason why I'm pushing against the boundaries all the time. Well, I mean, nowadays too, like a big part is like political identities, right? And that, I mean, the parties want that to be your identity. They want you to go further in their direction. Um, right. You're a liberal and, or conservative. Yeah, they do that. By, you're a Democrat or Republican. <clears throat> yeah. They're doing that by politicizing any issue that they possibly can right and then it makes it a political thing and you have to pick a side and you know are you identified by that are you identified are you an i am an anti-vaxxer like what you know what i mean these people love to identify by these like things that don't matter like at the end of the day um the other day when we all go to heaven are these things going to matter nope so why identify by them you know yeah, it's really interesting like when you read through the new testament you're reading through acts and they say they were followers of the way yeah. There's these followers of the way. That was their identity. Their identity was the way. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, what is the way? And it was, it's not until you get like. This is the way. Three quarters. I know. <laughs> this is the way. It's not until you get three quarters of the way through the book of Acts where someone calls them Christians. Like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, those yeah. are the Christ followers. Those right. are the Christians. Yeah. And, and now Christian is like, has all this connotation. But back then, it, like, no, they were followers of the way. Yeah. It was like this Jewish sect. 
And then there was Gentiles that were included. And yeah. then they didn't call them Jews and Gentiles. They were called Christians. Yeah. Just like the Galatians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like they were just... They just they, added the ending to the word that they always yeah. did. So, yeah, that's interesting. And, uh, and it's just like, well, if our identity is Christ and we are truly Christians, mm -hmm. then we're all of the same citizenship. We're all of the same identity. Yeah. We're all of the same political party. Mm -hmm. At some point down the we all come to the cross. That's actually really interesting you bring that up. And I'm maybe we should have talked about this more, but um <clears throat> back in the Bible, I guess you can look at Back in the Bible. <laughs> back in the biblical times. Uh <clears throat> no, you can see like people are often identified by their ge geography, right? Because that also identifies like their, I guess. They were it was a human like, race, yeah. and then they were identified by geography. Right. So, so, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, like, but like often that was where coinciding, right? So your like race or your ethnicity was based on where you lived, right? Like or like you you lived with your people of the same race. So like if you um <clears throat> whatever, like if you're a, a Jew, you were from like Jerusalem, right? Judea. Judea, whatever, yeah. right? So like <clears throat> they they all often identified themselves and like identified each other based on their ethnicity slash where they were from. So what you're saying is when, when they started identifying people by these like Christians or Christians, like they didn't have a place they were from. They didn't have a ethnicity that they were. It was just whoever follows this dude, which is so cool because that's so countercultural to how it was then. Everyone else was basing themselves based on, ethnicity and or place they're from like whether that's both or one of them whatever um and these these people were doing neither of those things they were like we're not from a place and we're not a certain race right and like we're just we're just a group of people that that follow this guy something external something that's not like you know so internal to who they are that's uh yeah, anyway i never really thought about how like Countercultural, the first uh, first Christ followers were to, or in the identity aspect. Yeah, we should have talked about that more, but <laughs> well, yeah, like this is the whole like. There's I mean, so I guess even too, that. if you, I'm thinking the chosen now. Like when he co goes and asks these guys to follow him, the disciples, um, he's asking like, was it Peter? Like <clears throat> to stop fishing. Um, which was their identity. They were fishers, fishers, like fishermen. fishermen. Like, yeah. That's all they did. That yeah. was everything. That's the only thing they knew how to do. That's all they were good for. And that was their entire identity for sure. And he's like, you're going to drop that now. And he's like, excuse me. Like, that's literally who I, that's, if I don't do this, who am I? What am I? I'm nothing. I'm worthless. Like, can't provide for my family then. And he does it anyway. He drops it and he follows Jesus. Like, that's Cause, crazy. Because this is the way. This is the way. This the is way. this yeah. is his identity. Is yeah. this this guy and what he's gonna do? Not everything else he thought his whole life revolved around. He he dropped the only thing that mattered in his whole life for his identity to to follow Jesus. And I guess that's maybe an interesting thought of like what are we holding on to in the background at least <clears throat> that we that we connect to our identity. Even when it's just our off days, maybe, and we're forgetting to to put Christ at the center. Like, what are those things that we um, we tend to lean on for our identity that we gravitate towards, and how can we completely hand those over to Jesus and give them up for Him? Maybe some of them we have to drop for 
like actually drop. I know. Like, I don't know. Also, Jesus used what he, what, like, what he thought these guys' identity was, or what they thought their identity was, um, because he made them fishers of men, right? And he used that and in, in going forward and just changed how they thought about it. That's just so much here, man. We oh, yeah. We talked about this more. Oh, yeah. And as soon as, like, <laughs> Jesus dies, and they go back to fishing. Yeah. Because that's what they know. Right. <laughs> and he shows up on the beach and he makes them breakfast and they come in and he's like, did you catch anything? Like, no. And so they throw it out. He's like, throw your nets again in. Right. And they catch all these yeah. fish. And he's like, why did you go back to this? Yeah. Like, that's right. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah, ever yeah. need fish, I can give you fish. Yeah. Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Yeah. Right. Like come and come away from fish and go to shepherding. Yeah. Like come away and be what I've called you to be. So cool. Take on this new identity. Take on this new way and follow me. Yeah. And it's so true for those guys. Like, they just didn't know what to do. Like, they thought this was over. Mm-hmm. Man, when we think it's all over and we go back to our way of doing it, and Jesus shows up and says, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. What a crazy moment that is in our lives. Yeah. Like, when he just, like, grabs you and says, I have a calling for you. I have good stuff for you. I have a new identity for you in me that yeah. is the perfect you that you need to be. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to find it inside in all your negative traits and all your classifications and all your yeah. passions and lusts and desires. Those are all, they're not all bad, but you're not defined by, by those things. You're not defined by the clothes you wear or the car you drive or the people you hang out with, or the, the things you like, or the people you like, or your relationships, you're defined by me. And that mm. is such a huge thing. And I, and I think it just trumps the whole discussion. Like if we can really get to that point, it gives so much hope to the people we love on the street, mm. that we love at our work, that we love that we meet, that the kids that counsel here, the people that that come through camp, the children that are sitting on the hill at the end of the day. Yeah. You need to know that Jesus loves you so much. You don't have to define yourself from the inside. Mm. He wants to give you a whole new identity. And it just changes then. Like when you're in line, you're not going to look at your phone. You're going to say like, that is a person in front of me that God wants Mm. to redefine who they are. Yeah. Ah, that excites me. Like that gets me, (laughs) that gets me amped. Ah, it's awesome. Hopefully you're finding some encouragement in this. Um, I hope so. Yeah. Hey, out there, thanks <laughs> or so a much. Challenge or something. But yeah. uh, we've loved this conversation. I I love uh, hanging out and having conversations, <laughs> Zach. This is so amazing. All in all, I think that we this is a constant battle. Our identity, right? <clears throat> We're all figuring out the things that we need to drop or put aside or hand over to God so that we can um, follow Him and make Him our identity daily, right? daily process so keep at it is there anything else uh i don't know I, I don't have anything culturally like i said christmas is coming and our dinners this week and if yep. you can be there that's great uh but we'll be putting uh staff applications online soon yeah probably camp, camp within, wise. within the next two weeks so have an eye out for that yeah maybe we'll chat a bit about camp and just what's all coming out there sure right now 
Well, I guess not. Like we still have to figure out schedule and we don't even know what we We're can and sure. can't we do. Are, and all right, I'll tell you this. We're going to have applications go up within two this? weeks, and we're going to have <clears throat> a live stream available for people who are returning staff to watch, um, and it will probably explain some things that will oh. be in the next two weeks as well. So That's fun. Keep an eye on your emails. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, that's Thanks. all. All right. You good? Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm good. God bless everyone. Have a great, great weekend. Bye. Bye.